and we're back. So, after another wee sabbatical, I think I said this at the start of the last episode because we were away for a while, and then we were away for another while through all faults of my own. So, we're back, and hopefully back into like a swing of things so we can get some regular stuff going in. Um, I'm Charlie. I'm joined by Charlie, as per. This is episode 10. Um, So, I figured, rather than do our usual Q&A thing, where you ask the questions and we try and answer them, and we actually try and help people, I was going to make this all about us we're selfish like that um more specifically though i figured it would be a good point to say who we are and why we are sort of qualified to offer advice and help with training and nutrition and that kind of thing so i think a bit of a sort of get to know us bit um maybe an opportunity to kind of smash out some uh some kind of false truths about our jobs and you know what people think we do as opposed to what we actually do that sort of stuff insta versus reality kind of scenario um and yeah we'll kind of delve into that i guess so, Mr. Charlie, would you like to would you like to lead the charge? I can do. Um, who am I? That's quite a deep, like, existential <laughs> quite question. Quite philosophical start. This is all going to turn. Am I allowed to say I don't know? Yeah, I mean, you could say it depends and stick with you. Yeah, know. That's true. We depends need to start the drinking game. Yeah, we definitely do need to start the drinking game. The it depends drinking game. So, my brother-in-law works for a board games company. And, like, it's a pretty sick job, to be fair. Like, he gets to just play games and organise events for people to turn up on mass. Obviously not the minute, because COVID. Yeah. But, like, play games and stuff. So, yeah. Shout out Big Potato Games. They're awesome. So, yeah, man. And yeah. I think, through lockdown, they do, like, online quizzes and stuff. So, if you're up for that, search them up. They do, like, quizzes and things. And Ben is the host. So, there you go. Nice. Yeah. I mean, that was... Yeah, that, was, that wasn't even a minute in, and we're plugging someone else's business. Done well. <laughs> anyway, you were saying... Um, yeah, I'll start with qualifications, I guess, because that's what people always ask. I have an undergraduate in sport and exercise science. I have a master's degree in sport and exercise nutrition. I'm on the register, but not that one. Um, so I'm on the sport and exercise nutrition register, um, which means I'm, I'm qualified and allowed to give advice to people. Um, I have a talented athlete lifestyle uh like qualification so i'm a performance lifestyle coach as well um and i have some other qualifications body composition ones um and a food hygiene level two so if nice. that, if nothing else you can open uh, up a cat you to order your fridge so it's safe <laughs> perfect <laughs> i feel like that's quite a key um Quite a key gap in the market that nutritionists and you know. I think so, mate. Like, if I tell you what to eat, but you shit yourself because you've stored the chicken above the butter, then what? Oh, what I always do that. that. But I keep my butter in a butter dish on the counter. I just put my chicken on the top yeah. of that. But that's what I'm going wrong. I should put my butter on top of the chicken on the counter. Yeah, keep it in the microwave. Keep it warm. The chicken. Hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. That's it. And put your butter in the freezer. Yeah. That's it. Nice food hygiene level two, right there. Yeah. <laughs> we started strong. Yeah. So then my qualifications. Do you want to go through yours? I mean, I haven't got any. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> so no, so my qualifications, I'm obviously I'm um, personal trainer, level two, level three, all that kind of good stuff, the, the basics that you need. I am a strength and conditioning level four qualified person. Um, I never went to uni, which is always a bit of a it's always a bit of a shock factor. Everyone has to have gone to uni to be good at their jobs. Um, and this is the part where I like to call bullshit. Um, I didn't go to uni because, frankly, I sucked at academics. So I kind of I left school at 16 and went into an apprenticeship as a carpenter, which is really close to what I do now. 
the traditional um, route to SNC. Yeah, correct. Yeah, I started pitching roofs and now I'm like training weightlifters. It's awesome. Um, but I hated it. So I kind of I finished my apprenticeship, which was three years. And then whilst I was doing that, I was kind of playing around in the background with fitness and health and that sort of stuff and working out that because I'd always played sports and things. Um, that dragged me down to a further route and I just sort of took loads of different kind of diplomas and bits um, to kind of get where I wanted to be. Um, I think the most important thing I did was a course called the FTE, um, a company called Faster, Faster Global are a training provider and their FTE is the Faster Training Expert. Um, that taught me pretty well everything. It taught me kind of, that sounds very broad and very arrogant, but it taught me critical thinking and how to research, which I think was the biggest skill I've ever learned in my job. Um, and you can pay thousands of pounds on courses and d degrees and all that sort of stuff. When ultimately it's just finding the right information that suits to the thing you need. Um, so I looked at doing sports science degrees and, you know, strength and conditioning degrees and that sort of stuff. But I found it all a little bit generic. I don't really have an interest in training track athletes and sprinters and stuff. Um, I love strength. So Faster taught me to research strength and all the qualifications that came with them. So I've got several diplomas and qualifications through Faster. Um, which kind of took me to where I am now. So my qualifications are a little bit more of a clusterfuck than yours, um, but they've kind of all dragged me to a certain point. Cool. Yeah, I think the critical thinking thing is the most important thing you learn at uni. Yeah. Like the two things I can tell when someone's been to university when they haven't, like looking at like when I talk to family about things, it's ability to think critically and ability to debate properly. And they're the two things you learn and two things you need as well. Like yeah. if you hear anyone talk about like politics or Brexit or COVID, you can tell who's learned how to think critically rather than just go, well, the Daily Mail said it, it must be yeah. true. That's what I mean. Yeah, literally like, well, Karen on Facebook said it. Um, and the same with debating, like in the end, people that haven't had a background in forming an argument and looking at the data and presenting it end up just going, well, you're fat and ugly. So <laughs> think that you're an there idiot. Was, there was, um, that's what they said to me, anyway. <laughs> there was a post I put up ages back. This is a few years ago, and it got known as Vaccine Gate. Mm. Um, I've got a real thing about people that don't vaccinate kids. And, like, whatever your opinion is on that, I don't know. I'll, if you don't vaccinate, you're wrong if you don't, is my opinion. Um, and you'll have a fucking hard job to prove me wrong. But there was someone I put a post up, and they had a real thing about it, and they, you know, took it quite personally and whatever else it is. I'm not going to name names, because that's not fair. Um but they ended up just cornering themselves into this argument. And there was a lot of friends of mine jumped onto the comments as well saying, look, you're wrong because, and they were basically going on the whole argument that vaccinations cause autism. That, which it doesn't, it's bullshit. There was one paper that immediately got like pulled back. The BMJ put out a massive thing saying, this was wrong because we will hang on a bit. Um, and this whole big thing, and then her ultimate argument was to me, yeah, but you got a fat ass, so it doesn't count. And I'm like, ah. Oh, and that was it. I lost the argument there. So when you said that, it just harked back to that little little memory there of how well, I lost an argument. You've got some um, some issues that you've not quite uh, resolved there. I think a little bit. Yeah, there's there's a little there's a smidge of anger right there. You touched a nerve. My uh, my brother's just had a child, same same as you. He's about three or four months old now. Um, right. And a healthcare worker came out and was talking about vaccinations, and they're like, "Oh, and these are the vaccinations that get here." And then my brother said to him, he said, uh, "Yeah, and if." baby gets vaccinated and then gets autism and he said that he could sell he could see the face of the healthcare advisor to go oh god and then my brother just went it would be a complete coincidence yeah it shit them up for about a minute and a half just for like just watching the face go, oh, i've got to have this conversation again oh, god you're one of them 
Yeah, they're not allowed to turn around and say you're an idiot, though. Yeah, no, you're not allowed. Isn't If you are one of them, switch off now. Like, you're not going to have a good time with any of our podcasts. Just just turn off and go back under your rock. All right? Also, if you're not one of them, we can't guarantee a good time anyway. Like, you, you also might. correct. No, that's absolutely fair enough. It's a good caveat. But yeah. yeah, if you're not one of those, carry on listening. You might enjoy it. If you, you don't, sorry. It sounds like a problem for you. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we're having a great time, frankly. Awesome. Anyway, sorry, you were saying critical thinking before I went off on my tangent. Yeah, I think that that's a good example, to be fair, in that you need to, because it, like we've said always, it generally does depend. And there are things that I'll disagree on with people that I respect or that I know have a lot of information because they've got a different experience, different coaching experience, different expertise, different re- things they've read that I haven't read, things I've read they haven't. And that's like absolutely fine. If you can present data and actually go, well, I interpret it this way, so I implement it this way. And I go, oh, fair enough. Well, I look at it like this, but I work with slightly different people, so that's fine as well. And yeah. like, I disagree with a lot of my friends on things and just go, that's fine. Like that's normal and that's science. Yeah. Um, we're both looking at the same data, just looking at it slightly differently. Most of the time we agree on a lot of things, but there are things that we don't agree on and that's fine. So I think the, um, I think the biggest one someone said a while back, and it's, it's kind of a phrase that I've coined often, and it's people now argue to win, no one debates to learn. Mm-hmm. And that's like a really, really important bit. I think I might have even said that before. But like, it's not always about winning. Like if you can have a chat with someone and debate and you can learn a thing, then, you know, everyone's a winner. It's all right to be wrong. Um, I think people kind of get that mixed up. Like people don't like to be wrong, and that's fine. I like, don't like to be wrong, but if you're wrong, you're wrong, yeah. and you can learn things, and that's what makes you better. Yeah. Um, the amount of times and kind of harping back to faster the the, the course what I started with John Hardy is the guy that runs it, who is still now in my industry mentor. I joined faster in two thousand and eight, nine maybe. Um, but the amount of times I'll post something that's you know I just made a claim. This does this. And it'll DM me and be like, does it? And I'm like, oh, God. And then you kind of go through that route. And it usually just ends up with me arguing with myself and eventually proving myself wrong and going, ah, yeah. fuck it. Delete the thing, repost the thing that's now with the right information that I've gone off and found. And it's a thing. But I think people just like to be right. People have to be right. And if you challenge that, then you're the dick. You're not yeah. trying to help them. You're just being an argumentative whatever. But yeah, if you're if you're having a conversation with someone and you've not learned something from them, then you've probably just not listened, and you've probably not you've got yeah. to tell someone rather than discuss it with someone. Um, and the other thing is that if you are wrong but you get really upset by it, that just means you've attached your ego to your ideas, which is generally a not the best way of doing things because you should always be open to changing your mind. I've changed my mind on a lot of different things just from learning more, and then. The literature might not have changed, but I've tried to implement what it says in literature and a lot of people that's not worked for, so then I'll change my mind on that as well. Yeah. So like protein's a really good example. I used to recommend really high protein because oh, it makes you feel fuller and um, like there's some evidence showing if you overeat on protein, then body composition might not change and loads of other things, loads of benefits for protein. And then like I'd start recommending like 2, 2.2 grams per kilogram protein for people and they, they couldn't do it. And it was, it was like to the point where they felt like they'd done something wrong because they hadn't achieved this one habit or set them every day. Yeah. But rather than go, well, you're not trying hard enough. Like this is what the literature says. You go, well, it's not working for them. Like how much, what's the minimum they need? Like looking at me and going, have I got this wrong? But most of the time you have got it wrong or you've yeah. got it wrong for this person. And that's what coaching is. Um, yeah. There are some things that are non-negotiable, but there are a lot less things that are non-negotiable than people think. Yeah. 
hundred percent. That's a, that's a really good way of putting it. Actually, is um, it's the same with and obviously nutrition. You've got the kind of you've got numbers that you can kind of go through. So protein allowance, not allowance, but protein intake requirements and that sort of stuff. With the physical, it's a lot harder to get that balance, and it's it's a lot more fluff to my job than there is yours to an extent. Mm-hmm. You know, and there's so when coaches, myself included, I use RPE quite a lot. And when coaches use RPE, your RPE seven might be completely different to my RPE seven because mm-hmm. my RPE ten is fucking horrendous. I felt it a while back, and your RPE ten might actually be your nine because you'd never hit that hard. But all of a sudden, like RPE scale is completely broken. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's no real set thing. Some people can handle shitloads of volume. Some people can handle loads of weight. Some people can just kind of muddle through a session and get on with their bits and pieces. But yeah. I think it's a real grey area. You probably have a lot more options in terms of what you prescribe. Yeah. Oh yeah. Sure. I don't really like, unless you go down that weird health food aisle at the supermarket, and then there's all sorts of shit that no one's ever heard of. <laughs> but like, there is only so many things you can eat, or people do eat, or will eat. The difference where my fluff comes in is what I tell people to do versus what they do. Because I know you're an online coach, but if you coach in person, you tell someone to do something, you're there and they do it. Yeah my job is making people do the things that I want them to do when I'm not there. Whereas yours is sort of the opposite. So that's where the fluff comes in for me. It's not what we recommend as much as are they going to do it? Whereas yours is what do I recommend? That's where your fluff is. But actually once you've recommended it and you're there, it It gets done. Yeah. 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 I agree with that. It is cool. I've just started with sort of more online coaching and stuff. Mm -hmm. Because obviously it seems the right thing to do. My club's full. I haven't really got many slots of PT available. Um, but there's people floating with gym kit that don't know what they're doing. So I kind of open that up. But I've got a few online clients and it works pretty well. Um, but yeah, the accountability thing is a big, big thing. And it's a kind of, you know, we, we can have um, we can have a phone call about my food, let's say. And I'll say I want to get my nutrition on track. I'm eating like an unaccompanied five-year-old in Woolworths. Um, oh, okay. oh, do you remember Woolworths? Yeah. Oh, I went to Wilco's the other day. That's like new Woolworths. Yeah, it is actually. Yeah, they've even took pick and mix off them and just run yeah. with it. Yeah. They've done all right. So yeah, well, they're still selling pick and mix. Who the fuck is buying pick and mix at the minute? Don't know. You may as well just go around like getting licked on the face by a child. <laughs> they're all shoving their hands in and stuff and not washing their hands. <laughs> That's basically it. It's horrible. But anyways, well, in there, I'm like, my, my food is horrendous. But there's a bit. We can have a phone call and you can go, right, da-da-da. Here's your bits. Work on A, B, and C. And I go, yes, I'm going to do all of those things. As soon as I put the phone down, I'll reach for the 12 bytes. You know, it's bits like that. So, yeah, absolutely right. So it's the kind of what you do outside of. Um, and that's really hard to – I imagine from your point, it's really hard to keep an eye on. So yeah. I mean, I'll use an app for programming um, to do your bits, and it goes in there. And then when you log a session, I'll get pinged, and I can see the weights and the things that you've done. You can leave messages and stuff in there. So I've, I've got an accurate kind of tracker. Yeah. Um, like, how do you keep along course with that? Do you use – I don't know. Do you, what do you use for that? If anything, trust and relationships, Charlie, is what I use. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's the thing is that you can get people to track macros and calories and stuff, but yeah. at best they aren't accurate anyway. Just inherently wrong. Um, they're not the most accurate tools. They're not what people think they are. And at worst, people just outright lie and just don't yeah. track stuff. And then they're like. I, I get messages from like PTs and friends and stuff who work in a similar sort of industry and probably don't focus on nutrition as much as I have and go, mm, well, they're not losing weight. Um, like, and I know they track to the absolute letter and I trust them and everything. Like what's the adaptation that's happening physiologically? Um, 
that's making them not lose weight. They're lying. they're lying, yes. Like even House says everyone lies. Yeah. <laughs> and House is gospel, to be fair. Yeah, to be fair, yeah. Um so yeah, it is it is difficult. But I mean I do joke, but that's generally what you need to do is create an environment where people tell you the truth. And people lie when they feel like they have to lie or feel like they have to achieve something. So I've just spoke to someone who was previously at one of the bigger weight loss companies, group sort of things. Um, women slurred, we'll call them. Just, okay. to, um, just to rule out what people, I don't want people to know the name of it. Um, yeah, no, no. so. Yeah, cool. Um, and like, they just end up like lying or just not, Tell the truth or not attending weigh-ins because they feel like they're going to be judged if they tell them the truth and just go well i've been on a five-day bender of cheese and wine you can't really go to slimming world and say that i've ruined it i've told the name now <laughs> i'll edit it out we'll go back to flimming world <laughs> yeah if you create an environment where someone doesn't feel they can tell you the truth then they won't yeah. and so it's about creating a relationship where they go actually if i'm going to help you i really don't care what you're telling me as long as you tell me uh, yeah and yeah. that's the important thing i guess i get that i've got a real and, and here's another tangent i've got a real beef with fleming turtle um there was a client i trained a little while ago now they've since moved away and it was it's way back in the and again this is way way in the past and it shouldn't weigh on my mind still but it does good and they came through they came to the gym one day and said, look, we need to do more cardio stuff. I'm not up for doing the weightsy things anymore. My, my Fleming Turl coach told me that lifting weights was going to make me bulky and heavy. And it's, it's hindering my weight loss and it's bad for me and this and the other. And as you can imagine, I turned a brighter shade of red and kind of went, right, <laughs> this is the critical thinking bit in me. Because mm. like 10 years ago, I would have gone, you're a fucking idiot. But like two, three years ago, me, so I went, right, let's have a conversation. This ain't oh. your I thought you were going to say, I went, you're an absolute fucking idiot. Yeah. <laughs> but it's not their fault. No. I'm sort of chatting to her and saying, look, here's why that's bullshit. And like, I suggest you relay that back to your coach. For those on the podcast, you can't see, I'm using inverted commas here because Fleming told don't employ coaches. Yeah. Um, but like, it's just nonsense. And there's so much bullshit that gets floated around it. And like an interesting point with those is that I can't think of another industry where your qualification to be in charge with having had it in the past. Imagine if you were a doctor because you previously had infections. Yeah. Or like yeah. you're a mechanic because your car had broken down before. Yeah. But in them, you're, you're literally the coach because you'd lost weight before. It's mad. Yeah. It's, it's bonkers, isn't it? Yeah. It really is insane. And like, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm going to caveat this, but some people jump on there and they do really fucking well. And you know what? Great. My brother-in-law's missus is one of those. She has mm -hmm. smashed it. I think she's done like five stone. She's got a certificate. She's happy as Larry. And she looks great. She's done really well. And that's fucking awesome. But I think, I think there's a lot of good. So like the social element people love. Yeah. Um, with food, some people need some form of constraints. So I was coming on every week and saying, oh, you can eat what you want. You can still fit it all in. That's great. But at some point, people need to know, actually, this is how much food I can eat. Or this is... It, it deals with the immediate issue, I think. So, like, yeah. I eat a lot of biscuits if I eat them. Well, we're going to cut out biscuits for you. And they go, great, okay, I've lost weight now. Yeah. It doesn't tend to work long term. So, like, one of my big bears is, well, I'm going to go back to women's world because I lost loads of weight last time. But the fact you're going back means it didn't work. You think yeah. it worked, but you've gone back three times now. So you've said this before, it's not the weight loss, it's weight maintenance. Yeah, it? which is where... 
public we have an issue yeah. generally 100 percent. because there's no out no there's no out and also it's the thing that winds me in is why are we looking at weight no mm. i don't think really like with the exception of some like weight class athletes and stuff i genuinely don't believe anyone gives a fuck how much they weigh i really don't think you care and there's that kind of this entire industry is based on vanity and ego whether you would admit it or not, it just it is. And that's fine. And people take that as a negative slap. It isn't. My vanity and my ego is I want to lift up more weight than you. Your vanity and your ego is you want to have better hair than me, which is very, very doable to have none. And yours is wonderful. But it's all on those sort of things, right? But I don't think... Someone asked me the other day, they said, how much weight should I lose? Like, how much do I need to lose? And like, well, I don't know, what's your goal? And they said, well, I've got all these beautiful clothes that I can't fit into anymore. So, right. So how much does a dress size weigh? And obviously they couldn't answer me. Yeah. So, well, that's how much you need to lose. If your goal is to lose a dress size and get into these beautiful clothes that you've got for spring, then that's what you need to lose. But like, if you can get, if we get to March and the tulips start coming out and you want to put your beautiful clothes on and you can fit into them, but the scales haven't moved, are you going to be pissed off by that? And you went, no, probably not. All right, cool. And that's a conversation I have a lot with people, be that as sort of commercial gym, personal trainer or strength coach, you know, sort of wherever it was I've been through my career. Um, the only difference now is I'm dealing with people who are in weight classes where it's a different conversation. But for the masses, I really don't think it matters. No one gives a shit what they weigh. No. But we've been told that that's important because Fleming told and plate botches. Good. Yes, in German. They tell you that's really important. Yeah. And it's, I don't know, man. It's whatever gets you through, I guess. But it's, it's not the be all and end all. No, it's not. I think there are good ways of using it is a tool but it's not generally done very well um i mean like you say for most people ultimately it doesn't matter it's a measure of progress but there are lots of measures of progress most of which i wouldn't use on their own but when you combine them with lots of other things then they're a good measure of progress um so i'd never say all oh, like i just again it's one of those dichotomies where there's a right or wrong answer there's no i'm never chuck the scales out they're useless because they're not but i'm never everyone should weigh themselves all the time and it's really like important also not um yeah like that example you gave is so common the other one's like oh how much do how much do you weigh i don't want to tell you i'm looking at you <laughs> like i don't think oh you look nice and then you're like i'm this way oh my god you're an elephant like, <laughs> i don't get yeah. the thought process i never have yeah no i yeah i get that but it's I don't know, it is what it is. And there's this whole right. kind of thing of, you know, it's, it's rude to ask what person's weight is. Yeah, okay. It's also rude to ask, you know, what gene size are you? Yeah. Well, don't give a shit. Like, no one cares. No, I think people are, oh, it's not healthy to weigh yourself a lot or to weigh yourself at all. That's also wrong. Yeah. It, it's not healthy for you if it's bad for you. Like, if you don't like it, it makes you feel bad, then that's not healthy. Yeah. Um, avoiding things like that in case they make people feel bad and not healthy like it's your intentions your relationship with it rather than the thing itself isn't a bad thing tracking macros isn't a bad thing but it can be really unhealthy for some people weighing yourself is exactly the same there's so many things that i put out content but i'm constantly mindful of the fact that if someone with a previous history of like an eating disorder or some sort of issue some of my content is going to be triggering for them because some of it relates to weight loss like if everything is a good thing or a bad thing it just depends on the context of the thing yeah 100 um, percent. i mean in, I, sp I suppose in your job and, and mine to be fair as well a lot of our clients are going to be weight loss yeah 
weight loss, size loss, whatever you want to call it, loss. It's going to be a thing. They want to reduce themselves in some capacity. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think that's just the sort of nature of the beast. That's our, that's our industry. Yeah. And that's cool. But like the other side of that as well, you've got the kind of the weight gain clients. You know, I've got a guy I'm working with at the minute that's trying to put, put on a little bit of mass, which will probably put him into the next weight class up. Mm-hmm. But it'll be solid. You know, and he's, this is the kind of thing. And he's, he's at the start of a very, I hate, I hate the word journey. It's very fitness influencer, isn't it? But like, he's at the start of a very long journey. And he's currently a strong man competing in under 105s. And he wants to get into like the sort of the opens and the inters and stuff. And he's got a fucking long way to go. He's sitting at about 103, 102, 103 kilos at the minute. And he's eyeing up 120, 125. Right? That's a lot of mass. That's a lot of mass. But he'll get there. Mm. He understands there's a small steps and all that kind of thing. It's for, you know, he's doing this for a long time. Not like instant gratification. Yeah. I think they're sort of the, there's two sides of the same coin. And that you kind of look at it, you say like some of your followers will get triggered by weight loss posts and stuff like that. And I dare say some of mine will get triggered by people that are trying to put size on. Or, you know, it's just one of those things. And unfortunately, it's just, it's just the industry, right? Mm. Um, I don't know the right answer to that. It's just a... I just, I just wish people would understand those things in the context. It's the voice that people use when they explain to me, like, like blokes do this more. So women's more with the other things, like the... I don't want to tell you my weight. Blokes will be like, yeah, well, I do need to lose a bit of weight. I mean, I'm this weight. Like, I'm this weight now. I'm like, well, that means fuck all to me. Yeah. Like, I've seen blokes your height, that are your weight and look like ridiculous shape. I've seen blokes that aren't very well at your height and weight. Like, yeah. It means nothing. And you get the same with like, oh, yeah, well, I, obviously I, I clean this now. Like, as if that tells you something, it tells you fuck all. Yeah. Like, in the context of it. There's nothing. I mean, the biggest example I can give, I'm 6'1", 140 kilos. Mm. Alexei Novikov, just one world's strongest man, is 6'1", about 140 kilos. Yeah. I couldn't win world's strongest man. No. Not a chance. It means fuck all. It's just the individual. He just happens to be incredibly powerful. Yeah. Incredibly powerful. Like, powerful, fast, strong. Static strength is incredible. Like, the guy's a monster. One world's strongest man. He's pretty good. Sorry if you haven't watched that, by the way. Spoiler alert. After the spoiler. But, you know. Yeah. Then you look at, like, years gone by, you look at Brian Shaw who's, what's Brian Short, like 6'10", 200 kilos, 6'9", 200 kilos, whatever he is, that fucking monster that you couldn't get two poles apart, but they've both won World's Strongest Man. Mm-hmm. So you kind of look at it in that context, it means nothing. It's yeah. the individual, what can you do with your size and mass? Yeah, body fat means nothing, people kind of measure that. They're like, oh, I think my body fat sits around, and I'll literally, I don't care, because however you've measured it, it's wrong, it's irrelevant anyway. Like, you've not like to get an accurate body fat measurement you really do have to go to some lengths and some financial costs as well yeah i mean you do i think if i'm right in saying i think and again i'm proved to be wrong here but i think the most um most accurate way of measuring body fat is a displacement test no they're they're probably a bit more accurate but there's a lot of like measurement error so like the water one's an example yeah like a ducking stool basically There's a lot of like technician error in that and variability amongst technicians. Okay. Reliability might be a bit better. Huh? The other one I know is like DEXA scans. DEX is probably your best bet that's not ridiculously expensive and is vaguely accessible. Yeah. But again, you've still got to standardize. So like water and carbohydrate, well, carbohydrate binds to water. So it would show up as water. Water shows up as muscle mass. So unless you fasted and restrict water in the morning of, you're going to get a different DEXA scan each time. So like, there's no, there's no accurate measure of body composition. The only way you can do it is, um, there's a number of steps. First one is death. And then 
like literally skin you and then weigh out each type of tissue. Yeah. But then that's practically... That feels quite extreme. Practically, it's not. And also, the repeatability of that test is difficult. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> because there's, like, there's not been much change between tests. There's the decomposition of each tissue. It's, it gets really messy. Yeah. I don't, think that's, I don't think that's plausible to do in your initial consultation with a new client. I took it off my services, to be honest. That's fair. No, no, no. I can't, lack of interest. can't blame you. Yeah. <laughs> it never sold. It never made any money on that. Um, but yeah, so body composition. Dex is pretty good. If you're going to measure an elite athlete, you probably do DEXA regularly. And the elite teams have a DEXA scanner on site yeah. in sport, for example. Um, skin folds if you are qualified as i am yeah are not very accurate so if you try to put you have to put them into an equation and yeah. it gives you a body fat percentage which is fucking good for absolutely nothing yeah. they are if you just keep them at the number so you can measure them in millimeters and then they get converted to body fat if you keep the number in millimeters and use the same person all the same standardized stuff they're quite reliable so i can tell you whether your body composition has changed so i can say whether fat mass has changed muscle mass changed etc really good measure if used properly doesn't yeah. tell you body fat, it tells you change has happened, which is useful. But well, I agree to a point on this. I've I've said I use skin folds and calipers and stuff as well. Mm -hmm. But then there's again there's user error. User? User. user error. Ah, the the user error is. Um but in terms of you know, if you're going tricep measurement, you need to make sure you've got the same point on the tricep and mm -hmm. you know that kind of thing. So there's a little bit of fluctuation there. If you go five mil around the side of you've got a little bit bigger fat deposit or you've got a little bit more to grab you know something like that so yeah, there's they, a little user error in that respect but also i don't know many people that when they come along and they want to know how fat they are that like you to grab fat <laughs> you know someone there kind of, kind of like right let's just whip your shirt off let's grab your belly out and measure it yeah so it's, it's you know it's really you can't, um, do, you can't do it on yourself for example oh, God, no it's impossible um, and i did a three-day course to get relatively accurate so then you have to be within 5% of yourself when you measure repeatedly and within like 7.5% of the assessor. Yeah. So they measure it and then you check in. Obviously, if they're well off, then you're well off as well. But at least it's reliable because you're doing the same measures. Yeah. Same it's good tracking. Time. Yeah. But like if people, you get PTs just come and just pinch random bits of you. Yeah. Um, with no qualification, then it's, you might as well just guess. Um, yeah, load. Bridge exactly, load. yeah. Yeah. Well, you've got a 22 millimeter left ass cheek, so <laughs> what your body fat is like, you haven't got a clue what you're doing. Um, but yeah, it's, and that's an example of things that people don't understand in that how we work and what the context is. They just hear numbers that people tell them in an assured voice and just go with it. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I like to track, and it's sort of one of those things I think with, so I use used uh, um, past tense a lot of just impedance. Because um, obviously, you know, you, you sort of buy into, right, if you hold this thing and you step on these scales, it's going to do this. And then it does a load of black magic and it spits you a number out and it tells you everything. It's wonderful. And I thought, this is a fucking great piece of kit. And then I went off and researched it and realized I'm a massive clown. It does nothing. Um, but I quite like it for just sort of testing because it will give you a result. And then you come back and do the same thing again a month later. Given similar circumstances, you sort of say to the person, look, try and keep your routine the same sort of thing, like your food, your water, your glass and stuff. And it will spit out another result and it will be a plus or minus. There's a tolerance there, but it's a good indicator of kind of where you're at. Um, but I always make a point of saying, if this spits out and tells you you are 25% body fat, you're probably not. 
like you're probably not. It's just what is measured today. If you come back and do it tomorrow, you might be 26, you might be 24. You know, it's, I don't think that's accurate, but as a kind of long time graph, it's probably a good way of sort of pointing to things mm-hmm. without pinching people's fat rolls. So I use that as a kind of alternative. But to be honest, I very rarely, I seldom ever do measurements and stuff now. My measurements are really sort of what you can lift. What can you lift now? What do you want to lift? Let's go from there. That's more what I do. Mm-hmm. And then if it's the, I want to shred a bit of weight goal, it's like, right, what do you want to get into? What does that look like? How much do you want to lose? Like, what does it look like? Sort of thing. Yeah. So yeah, I think, and again, it depends on the individual. This is purely based on my completely anecdotal meanderings around my clients, but yeah again that's like if you use one data point what does it tell you not much if you're using that with scale weight with photos with how you feel and they're all showing you the same thing you've got a fairly decent chance of yeah you've got some certainty that the change you've seen is a genuine change because you've got all these different numbers showing you um with body composition people don't realize that you don't care about the number the numbers are so irrelevant you want a reliable test you want something that when you repeat it and I think that's the thing with a lot of scales that people have. They don't give you even, it's not about what your weight is. They don't even give you the same thing each time. Yeah. So you don't know that it's actually reliably tracking your weight in the same way. Like particularly people put it on a different surface. That's and do it different times. exactly that. Put it other places, put it home. Yeah. Put it on carpet, put it on tile, put yeah. it on lino, put it on, you know, it's, yeah. That fucks it. And then people are like, oh, I weigh myself after a day of eating, I'm heavy and I'm sick of it. Well, what do you want to do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good job. Yeah, I'm not really sure what you want, but yeah, I think you have to try and make these measures reliable and then use them in tandem with lots of different things. So like I'm like you in that if I have a strength athlete, for example, I will look at their weight because it's important. We'll probably look at progress photos. We'll probably look at measurements because like circumferences of limbs is an important measure, a decent proxy of muscle mass. Look at strength numbers because if they're tanking but everything else going in the right direction, it's fuck all point because they'll get to comp on weight and fail because they can't lift anything um so yeah you need to measure this is kind of a strange tangent but make sure that you measure everything that you need to measure that's important and then make sure that it's as reliable as possible and use lots of different things together yeah yeah 100 percent. and there's no i don't think there's any real cookie cutter definitive you must measure these five things depends on the goal depends on the individual so yeah Mm -hmm. I think cool. one thing, one more thing, well, two more things. One is that if you want to use scale weight, you can either, or don't want to, you cannot do it. Or sometimes I'll say to people, should we actually, while we're working together, try and tackle why it is that you're worried about this thing? So, I mean, it'd be very easy. And sometimes to do, they'll say, I don't want to weigh myself or it's not important and I don't like it. I go, okay, fair enough. But there may be a few weeks and we might go, well, actually, shall we weigh you and just get over the fact that, and like help you work through that fear which probably came from some sort of slimming club of getting on the scales and what that means to you and what that actually that number actually means um and work through that uh, the only other time that i really body composition is useful in terms of my practice or nutrition in general is if you've got someone cutting weight if you can get them on a dexa this is at the real extremes of competition but you can see how much of each tissue there is we know how much you need of body fat to survive for example yeah and if you've got someone that's got a couple of percent left of body fat, you know you can take them to that place because physically it won't kill them. And that's when you can start really playing around with the numbers. And at the top level of like combat sports, they'll do that. Yeah. Um, 
they'll go, well, you've got this much water left before that starts to be pretty dangerous. You've got this much body fat left before it kills you. We're going to keep going. And getting that, you can even probably take someone down a weight class and can actually, they never thought they could get to their weight class, but we'll take you one further as well, because we've got this data that shows that we can. That's when it might be useful, but no one else really needs that sort of data. Yeah. And like you said, that is a real... Oh, God, yeah. That's, that's a very high level. If that, yeah. There's, um, yeah. If, if anyone at that level is listening to this podcast, shout, like, let us know, because that'd be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but for the, for the most part, for the kind of, for the athletes and the lifters and everything else that listen to this podcast, podcast, I can't talk, man. No. Podcast, podcast, that one. If you're listening, like, you're probably like a decent level, maybe like a complete amateur athlete, you just start doing things, you like listening to stuff that you might learn from, or you're kind of cruising up the ranks of kind of English, British, Europeans, whatever you might be. I very much doubt we've got Olympians and like elite. We might do. We might do. Shout out. Let us know, man. I'm genuinely interested now. Who are you? What are you listening to our podcast for? That might be a thing. We might get a load of people. I've no idea. Actually, this is shit. I'm never listening again. Yeah. Might, might have just woken people up and sort of said, actually, yeah, this is dog shit. Don't listen to us. We don't know what we're talking about. I've just admitted I never went to uni. <laughs> <laughs> but um, anyway, on that, I feel like that's a good time to wrap this up. So I quite enjoyed this. As what sort of started as a who are we? I feel like we answered one question, which is like our qualifications, and then went off onto like a 40-minute tangent, which yeah. I quite like. Um, but yeah happy days man I feel like we should do a couple more of these little just chats I think we've got quite a lot of information certainly got more information out in this one than we did our last podcast yeah that's true our last, our last podcast was terrible yeah. it was quite entertaining we talked about yeah. my cocaine habits and Charlie advocating people drink pints of double cream oh yeah that was, okay. that. that was good I didn't it still scars me <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah on that I feel like this is where we can kind of sign off and do our thing so this is the part where we're going to talk about what we do and how we can help you so if you're no interest in listening to that disappear off now go listen to something else or you know go try and do something um if you are interested as i say we've kind of alluded to it throughout this one um obviously i do coaching strength coaching mainly strength and conditioning if you're really in for it that sort of stuff um mainly for strength sports weightlifting powerlifting strongman that kind of thing so if you are one of the fortunate ones, you've got a bit of kit that you're playing with through lockdown, but you're not really sure how to get the most out of it, drop me a note. Definitely be able to help you. Um, that's kind of me. You'll reach me at, in, on Instagram at Night Strength or at Redbeard Barbell Club are my ones. And then you've got Mr. Beastone over here if you want to just shout at yourself for a minute. Yeah. Um, on Instagram, I am CBNutrition underscore. Um, and I put out some rhetorical questions and memes that make people think or laugh and or laugh um sign up to my emails i send them out a couple of times a week and sometimes they're about cat piss sometimes they're useful there's a little bit of a mix of both um i'm an online nutrition coach so i help people mostly in strength sports but then in other sports as well so i've got a new client who's running through the amazon next year not like the warehouse it's in like the actual forest <laughs> oh my god imagine a trolley dash around amazon warehouse yeah but like um supermarket suite <laughs> fucking amazing you have to get there winter like who does it now he's dead so you yeah, don't go there winter and that's terrible mm. Who uh, who's doing it now i don't know i didn't know it's, I know. Going. it's definitely probably, i saw it on challenge or something probably berlin k it's, it's maybe he's on everything he? yeah anyways um, on, sorry yeah so i help people 
a lot of people sort of finish dieting and make a plan for what they want to do after they've lost weight. So a lot of people have lost weight for a long time, not really been that successful and are bored of it. And then we help them do that quickly and then get back to normal life. Uh, and then also my background's in performance sports. So I've worked with people in lots of different sports. Um, and I do some corporate stuff as well. So any corporate wellness, if you've got a business or work for a business who wants to look at corporate wellness, but also performance. So how do we make our brain work better? That's an area of interest for me as well. So if you want any of those things, free information, memes, coaching or workshops, then please let me know. Happy days. Awesome. And yeah, I mean, the emails are cool, man. I like the emails. I especially look forward to the Capist ones. I feel like the Capist needs to make a reappearance again. I'll see what she can do next. Nice. How do you make a cat piss? If you put a paw in water when she's asleep, will she piss herself? 100%. Yeah, definitely a thing. Do you know how devastated I was when I, when I realised that didn't work? That's not a thing, the hand in hot water thing. Yeah. It's because you're a wet hand. It doesn't work. I've literally just found that out. I was today years old. I was devastated, like properly gutted. I tried it one time on a mate of mine, so it might be anecdotal. He might just have like the bladder of iron, but from my one time doing that experiment, it didn't work. Gutted. Oh. Yeah, there you go. 32 years old, trying to make my mates piss themselves. That's ruined my day. That's <laughs> and everyone else's. I'm sorry. Yeah. Right. Well, on that pissy sort of bombshell, yeah. I will bid you adieu. On the next one, we'll probably get some more questions and stuff in. We'll get back to the sort of Q&As. I feel like there's a few of those bubbling now, and we'll get some of those back in. So DM us your questions. We'll do our best to answer them. Happy days. Awesome. Thank you very much, and I will see you next time. Thank you. Cheers, dude.